0: Welcome to Chakra Girl Radio. We've created a community of spiritual women who know that you can still enjoy the finer things while you're on your soul's journey to live your dharma and your most chakra-aligned life. Let's dive into this episode. Hello, welcome to Chakra Girl Radio. We have a really motivating and inspiring episode today. We're chatting with Felicia Romero, and she just has like cheerleader- but will also kick your ass energy. She is a business mentor and she's also like a fitness and lifestyle expert. So we're really talking about all of the like confidence, self-love and motivation that you need for your purpose. So we're going to be talking about overcoming that all or nothing tendency with food, with wellness, with business, with money. And we're going to talk about how to finally feel valued and valuable from within because without that, like... We get ourselves into all kinds of sabotages and we're going to talk about honoring our different seasons. You are going to love Felicia and I feel like this is a great time to air this episode, this June energy, Gemini energy. I feel like people are starting to feel a little bit more motivated and moving forward with their purpose and different projects. So let this motivate you, um, brief life update for myself. Um, I've been doing a lot of deep inner work, a lot of ascension work. It's wild. I've been posting a lot about it on Instagram. So make sure you're following me at Shocker girl co. And I've been balancing that out with having visitors at my house all the time. So for those of you that don't know, I recently moved to the mountains from the city and now all of my friends want to come retreat at my home. <laughs> and I'm so grateful. Like I literally am so happy. I've had so many amazing visitors all my great girlfriends have come to see me. And I will say though, not having plans for the next little while and not having any visitors for the next little while is going to be amazing because let's just say, maybe I drink a little too much wine. It's, you know, a little draining to be hosting all the time. And when you're on a deep ascension journey, you need to be in tip top shape, which is what we're talking about this episode today too. So Speaking of being on your journey, this episode is brought to you by the Rituals by Chakra Girl app. Yes, I have my very own app of my video library of my favorite rituals that have literally changed my life. Everything from manifesting abundance to going deeper on my purpose to connecting to star seeds and channeling and all of those really deep spiritual things. All the rituals are on there for you. Everything from morning gratitude to energy clearing and we're really just helping you become your own guru. And we know the foundation of all spiritual growth is consistency. So the app really like takes the guesswork out of it for you and you can, you know, set up that consistency with your rituals. And then also if in the middle of the day, you're feeling chaotic and you're like, okay, I have three minutes. I need to bring myself back to my inner connection. We have these quickie rituals that will just, you know, bring you back to your heart, drop you back into your body so that you can take on anything you've got. Guys- It's only $7.99 a month, which is wild considering all the benefits that come from it. But if you want to do a annual membership, you can get 15% off when you use the coupon code podcast. So go to shockergirlco.com. Everyone gets a free week trial and you can either choose the monthly or you can choose the annual. And if you use the annual, just use coupon code podcast for 15% off. So, you'll go to shockgirlcode.com, you'll create your login, and then you can download the app on the App Store or Google Play. And then you can log in with the credentials that you created, and you're good to go. You are off to the races, and we are ritualing together every single day. It's amazing, it's fun. Come ritual with us. We'll see you there. We will see you on the app, and let's get into this episode with Felicia. Welcome to Chakra Girl Radio, I am your host and spiritual BFF, Amberly Lyons, and we are on a mission to make the world more consciously chic and quantumly connected, one activated chakra at a time. We have such a high vibe, lovely guest with us today. Her name is Felicia Romero. She mentors entrepreneurs and fitness coaches, helping them build their brand and business online through her fitness business vortex. She is the host of the Hi Felicia podcast and founder of Luna True Nutrition, a supplement line for women looking to take an empowered and proactive approach to health. You guys are going to love, love, love her. Welcome to the show, Felicia.
1: Hello. I'm so excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Yay.
0: So excited. And I just love your vibe already. And I know you're, I I feel like people And
1: I know you're in Arizona, like people in Arizona are just like so high vibe and fun. Ah, I agree. I have really found it. And I don't know about you, but like, I've really found my my girl gang, my girl group, um, later in life, you know, I'm in my late thirties. I'm actually gonna be 40 this year, June 16th. And so these last couple of years, um, and I also think it's happened because there's been a shift in me as well, Yeah. attracting these high vibe women. But I also, I also feel like you attract what you seek, right? So, you know, really, as we go through this evolution in ourselves, I just attract all these high vibe babes, but yeah, Arizona is definitely a mix of that for sure. Yes. I just, I,
0: I think, it's, I swear it's because it's sunny all the time too. Like it really, really changes the way you feel. I know, like I mentioned, I just moved and there's so much more sun here and I just feel like a different person in the morning when I wake up to sunny skies.
1: Oh, for sure. Right before we got on this interview, actually, um, cause I had been at my desk for, you know, a couple hours. And so I just went outside and literally just let the sun hit me. And yeah. I feel different. Like I right? feel different. As soon as I, you know, kind of bask in the sun a little bit, my, my dogs also like to sunbathe as well. They go out there and they just like Aww. lay on the warm ground and it's like, yeah, there's just this, I think so. It's just, it's sunny. There's a lot to do. You know, we have great weather and yeah, I definitely think that has a lot to do with it.
0: Yes. hundred percent. Okay. Let's do our slumber party questions. What is a daily ritual you almost
1: never skip? Mm, Daily ritual. Definitely in the morning, I do not grab my phone right away. So I wait about an hour before grabbing my phone. That has been the biggest game changer. And I can't tell you how hard that was for me being someone who was like in that hustle culture for so long that I had to grab my phone, see who's text, who's emailed. And honestly, that has been such a great way to not only calm me, But to also wake up, wake up without anxiety. And then I also do this morning ritual where I work out, I do my my morning workout. I usually don't start my day until about nine or nine thirty. And right after my workout, I have this coffee, oat milk, um, moon juice, like brain dust adaptogens that I put in, bone broth, collagen, protein. And like I sit and sip that at my um my desk or on a bench. And that is that is like so heaven to me. So yes. that's my, that's my morning ritual. Cause I don't like to start my day until a little bit later. So like usually nine or nine 30. I'm like, I start my day at like 11. I wake up at six, but I don't start working until 11. <laughs> yeah. I love that. And that's amazing. Cause we get to create our own rules in business, right? Exactly. Being business owner. So I was that, you know, you know, very like, like, uh, routine. I woke up at 5.00 AM. I used to own gyms, So, you know, the gym right. at five, five 30. So it's like, I was up early training clients. And now that I've sold my gyms and I get to just create what I want, the hardest part was, creating that ritual of allowing myself to, you know, wake up when I wanted to wake up and not yeah. the, Oh, I should be waking up at this time because, you know, successful entrepreneurs wake up at 5. AM and they do oh, a cold plunge ritual and they do this and they read 10 chapters and they, that just wasn't me. I didn't want to add more to my list. I actually wanted to take away. Exactly. So, um, and that's,
0: yeah. I and mean, that's like the beauty of stepping into like are, you know, are having our own business in our own way. And, but then you also see all these people online being like, I do this and I do this and I do that. And it's like, oh, I don't want to do those things. I did. I will say I actually cold plunged for the first time ever today, because like I said, I just moved to somewhere with a lake and I was like, I'm doing it, but I can sure I am not going to be doing that every day. I'll tell you
1: that much. (laughs) Yeah. It's hard. I mean, there's so many great benefits, but because it, it does like you know, especially those those blocks in your body that you've really been holding on to or been stuck. What I've noticed every time I cold plunge, and I think maybe it's just because I'm not ready for it yet. But every time I cold plunge, I release so much emotion, mm. like literally causes me to hyperventilate a bit. I I cry. There's this like stream of emotion that comes through me. And sometimes it's overwhelming. So for me, it has to be this like, okay, I'm ready for this. And I want to, I want to do it because I truly want to do it. And so that's kind of where I'm at with the cold plunge. So what I do instead is, you know, maybe like in the shower, like the last, yes. so I'll turn it on cold. Like that is the extent of the cold plunge. I yes, I do that as well.
0: And I, so I feel like I've built myself up to a point where I actually didn't mind the cold plunge in the lake this morning, but yeah, yeah, it's like, just to your point, like nothing, you should never do something. Cause you think you should, you should do it because you're like, that would feel amazing right now.
1: Yes, for sure.
0: What is your favorite crystal of the moment?
1: Ooh, well, I just showed it to you right before we started this interview. Yes. But I got this new little baby. It's a rose quartz and it's a little bit bigger, rose quartz, and I can feel it. I got it in Sedona and. I can feel the energy from it. And so, yeah, so that's the current one I'm loving. Um, I also really, really want to find a honeycomb calcite. So recently I was in Sedona. I held a retreat up there. I, I host a mastermind with my business bestie, Annette Delarosa, Rosa. And we co-hosted this retreat and we had this Reiki practitioner come in and do a group Reiki session for us. And she, you know, she had placed this honeycomb Honeycomb calcite on my sacral. And I literally felt this energetic shift. Like I could feel the warmth, I could feel the heat of it on me. And now I'm in the search for. I wish she would have gave me the one that she had there. She's like, nope, I'm not, that was her baby. So she wasn't giving it away. But I've been on the, the lookout for one. So that's that's my next big purchase with like the crystal that I want. So is it an orange calcite? It's orange and it's sort of like hers sort of look like an orange creamsicle. It was orange and it had these white swirls throughout and it was beautiful. And um I definitely want one of those. Yeah, for sure.
0: Okay. I'm adding that to my shopping list. I have lots of like orange calcite, but I've never heard of honeycomb calcite. So yeah,
1: it's um. beautiful. And it's just yeah. So I've been on the search for the perfect one because I wanted one similar to what she had and it really looks like. I don't know if you've ever like it's it, it sort of like it, it reminded me of and like an orange dreamsicle. Yeah, but where they've got like the swirls, like yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> I loved it. It was so beautiful. So yeah, honeycomb calcite.
0: Okay, love that. What is a book that changed your life?
1: Honestly, I read it already now three times. I have it right next to me. It's the rich. Can I curse on the podcast? It's oh, we encourage it. <laughs> It's Rich as Fuck by Amanda Francis. Oh, love her. I absolutely love that book. Love it, love it, love it. Another great book that I recommend for anyone just starting out in sort of like entrepreneurship or trying to figure out like what they really want to call into their life. It's The Big Leap. It's a great book on, you know, kind of, you know, really like focusing on the things that, that light you up. And that, you know, are your zones of genius and doing things that, you know, you not necessarily doing things that you don't want to do, but really aligning with the things that you really do want to do. So, um, yeah. Those
0: I would say, like, the big whenever anyone asks me that question, the big leap is my answer, too. Like, it was so eye opening for me, and I think probably one of the first books that I read on my self development journey. And it was like, oh, so everyone self sabotages, it's not just me,
1: yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. So, and we, will, we
0: will be talking about self sabotage today, so yeah. okay. So, I want to know about your awakening and your kind of, you know, your fitness journey, but also your mindset journey? What made you decide that this would be your life's work?
1: Mm, That's a great question. So, you know, kind of taking it back a little bit and and I'll kind of sum up um, what it's been like maybe the last, you know, 15, 16 years is I grew up here in Arizona. I grew up as an athlete. I went to Arizona State. I played softball. I was on a scholarship to Arizona State. And, you know, I've always really been that very you know, wanting, wanting to do more, wanting to succeed, wanting to not necessarily win, but like, I wanted to challenge myself to see what I was capable of. So that, that really has been, you know, the first, first half of my life in, in sports and in school and in college and, and in college, when I was studying um, I actually got my bachelor's in political science and I got a master's in um, exercise and wellness. Cause I realized that I did, you know, I was studying to be a lawyer and I realized that it's just not what I wanted to do. And so throughout my life, I've been faced with these different roadblocks, I would say, and, and different paths that I could take in life. And, and to be honest, without ever reading a book or to like, or, or having a mentor to figure it out, I always chose the route of my heart. Like Does this feel good? Does this, you know, do I see myself doing this in the future? And with every pivot that I've gone through, it's really been that asking myself those questions from, you know, uh, starting opening up my first gym. I opened up my first gym at 22, literally not knowing anything about starting a business. And I often say my naivete really allowed me to take those risks at that time because you know and also too i i did a lot of those things when there was no social media mm-hmm. there was no one to compare to you know and i think it's very easy that you know women can get kind of stuck in that loop of comparison because of social media nowadays and so you know for from 21 22 to 30. For 35, I had three gems over the course of those years, you know, opening them from the ground up and to really see a vision in my brain and to make it tangible and actually see it and feel it and have it like a real thing was also my first taste of like manifestation, right. Of like thinking it and believing it and dreaming it in my head and actually seeing it real um, and come true. So these pivots and kind of where I'm at now and what it's led me to was, you know, years of competing and having a lot of body dysmorphia and, you know, being judged by my body physically. Now don't get me wrong. I, you know, so to give you a little background for the audience that may not know, I was a competitor an IFBB figure competitor. So, you know, think of like Arnold Schwarzenegger and like, you know, the, the competitions that he used to do, I was an IFBB pro as well, but what I did was more of a beauty pageant with muscle. So I wasn't necessarily like the overly muscular, you know, um, sort of athlete, it was sort of a mix of like that beauty pageant but then you also have the symmetry and the muscle and and all of that so that allotted a lot of opportunities for me amber like i got to compete all around the world i have you know been on eight magazine covers including oxygen flex muscle and fitness hers i've done reality tv but with all of that also came a price and there's some sacrifices you have to make when you live at that level with when it comes to your body and extreme measures like dieting and exercise And there was a shift that happened in 2015, 2016, when I realized that I was more than just my body, I had a voice and, you know, I, you know, I do believe that when you are running in that way, that sort of like hustle, 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 the universe will force you to slow down. And for me, that was a ton of health issues from you know thyroid disorder like I had hypothyroidism to metabolic issues and all of those things that really forced me to not only stop but really reevaluate the way that I was living my life and you know when you have these these halts and I do believe we live in these seasons these ebbs and flows when it comes to relationships when it comes to your business when it comes to life and you have to honor the seasons that you're in. And so I had a season, a couple years of healing. Mm-hmm. And with that, it was like, I remember going to the medical doctors and they're like, Felicia, you know, here, let me just prescribe you some Xanax for your anxiety. Let me just put a band aid on the things that you're going through. And I was like, nope. I trusted my gut. My intuition told me that I, that wasn't the way. And that's when I sought alternative healing from, you know, naturopaths to Reiki practitioners to, um, hypnosis to just, uh, even like I even did like Chinese herbs and medicines. Like I just, I wanted to get to the root of what was going on. And I knew I couldn't put a bandaid over it. And so that road to healing led me to also a lot of personal development. And really, you know, finding my way when it comes to mindset, when it comes to the things that are important to me, to core values and that, you know, it's just been this evolution. It's not something that happens boom overnight. I believe in these things. I think as you start to get curious and you start to kind of see what works and what isn't, you sort of, you, you, you begin to grow and evolve as a human and as a woman. So, um, that's really been my evolution these last couple of years. Mm, So beautiful.
0: And I, I've seen that as well, like in this, like hustle culture, like some people are really born with that kind of like a type tendency of like, you know, I want to be in these competitions. I want to like, you know, you know, really hustle and really work. And, and you kind of, you know, there's so many good things about having discipline, but then sometimes it can go like too far the other side. Has that kind of been, was
1: that kind of your experience? For sure. You know, what happens with that for any of the audience that, you know, have maybe been down that road and you don't have to be a competitor to go down the road of like extreme measures or extreme behavior. Yeah. But for me, it was, yeah. Like when, that's where I developed a lot of my, you know, binge eating disorders and body dysmorphia is because I was so extreme. I was so all in where, you know, I didn't allow myself certain foods. Um, I couldn't miss a workout. Like it was really pushing myself to the point of where it just wasn't fun anymore Mm -hmm. and it became a chore. And with that comes, you know, the backlash with your health. Also your mindset is, altered. You know, you start to see yourself in this very lean state and you can feel it and you see it. And you think that you can be that way year round. And it's really difficult. It comes with a lot of sacrifices. And I realized that I value, you know, being social and and having experiences with friends and family and not having to worry, Oh my gosh, is this slice of pizza going to, you know, hinder my progress? Or is, am I going to get fat from this donut or cookie? It's like, that's no way to live. You know, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm all about health. And I, I believe that when you are making choices and food decisions based on how you feel versus how you look, you're naturally going to start gravitating towards those high vibe foods. Mm-hmm. But if you constantly restrict and you're telling yourself that you can't do these things, you are going to develop some disordered eating and disordered thoughts. Totally. It's like that, that all or nothing mindset. Mm-hmm. And then the
0: crazy thing about that too, is like the, it's, I find that it's the thoughts that lead to the, that lead to the sabotage or lead to the weight gain. It's not necessarily that you ate the slice of pizza. It's that you made yourself feel like shit about it. And then uh-huh. you binged five donuts
1: because you felt like shit. Oh my goodness. Yes. I have this like quote, this meme I posted a while back, you know, um, guilt and shame will do far worse to your mind and body than a chocolate chip cookie ever will. Yes. So it's so true.
0: And I'll, and I'll be honest, like sometimes I still go to that place. Like I, you know, I was, you know, feeling really good and like, really in a good place with like eating and working out. And then it's like, you know, we moved and then, you know, we didn't have our gym set up. And then I was kind of like, oh, well, you know, I'll kind of restrict a little bit here. And then when the gym set up, I'll just like work out extra. And I was like, oh, damn, like I thought I was over this pattern. So like, do you ever have it come up again? And if you do, how do you like, what are the kind of steps that you take to bring yourself back to that, that kind of
1: baseline again? Um, I love this question so much. And I talk about this quite a bit, not only to my community, but on my podcast. and, And these are thoughts that I have as well is like, oh, you know, me telling myself, for instance, you know, my, my guy and I over the weekend, we were running errands and we were out and about and we were, he was like, Hey, do you want to get in and out? I said, yeah, let's get it. Let's just, you know, grab it. It was like Sunday afternoon. So we grab in and out. And in my head, I'm like, Oh, well I'll get it protein style because I want the fries versus like, why not just have the bun? So I sometimes think, okay, is this coming from a place of okay, I don't want to have the bun because I fear of weight gain, or do I truly not want the bun because, uh, you know, I have a degree in exercise and wellness and I know nutrition and, you know, it's kind of that like, oh, well, I'm having this. So I'm going to skip on this. And so I have to question myself sometimes. And honestly, it's just an awareness, right? It's just Mm -hmm. getting curious and, and having those thoughts and really asking yourself, do I really want this you know, this slice of, you know, do I really want the bread before dinner? Because I know I'm going to have carbs with dinner. It's, it's, you get to ask yourself those questions and you get to get curious as to what your motives are behind it. Mm -hmm. And so, and not judging yourself and, you know, it's okay to like, want to be health conscious and it's okay. And it, you know, it goes both ways. We have like the body love and the self-love evolution, but we also have, a lot of people who treat others bad because they want the salad, you know, it's like, no, like maybe they truly want the salad. It has nothing to do with, you know, their thoughts on gaining weight. It's like, we, we, we have to stop that judgment either way. Mm. And I also think we have to stop the judgment on ourselves. Yeah. And so you're so right. It's like, I think whenever that comes up for me, I know that I've done so much work, so much emotional awareness work, so much of the inner child work that I've done, I think it now comes from a true place of like, okay, do I truly want this? And if I do want it, I will have it. And so I think it's just, you know, pausing for a, a bit and reflecting and getting curious on those thoughts.
0: Okay. So let's have a quick chat about luxury and spirituality. If you are listening to this, I am sure you enjoy the finer things in life that you're super intentional. And that means you would love my jewelry brand Prism and know And every piece also comes with an intention setting ritual to infuse your own intentions into your jewelry to just create the best life. So go to prismlifestyle.co and use code Chakra Girl at checkout. And I love what you said about seasons too, because maybe you're going to be in a season sometimes where you're like, you know what? I am kind of like binging a little bit. I am a little bit more stressed, but like not... That you know, then not being like, okay, now I have to like go to this complete extreme other where I'm like depriving myself and I'm like extra working out. It's like, what if it's okay? And then sometimes maybe you, you are going to be a little, maybe you're more stressed out in life or whatever, and you are working out more and then not making yourself wrong for that. So it's like, what if it's okay that it's like a bit of a dance and it's more about, okay, when I notice these tendencies, it's just loving myself through it and being curious and being like, okay, why am I maybe, you know, why am I, am I distracting myself with food? Am I distracting myself with working out? Am I just, you know, restricting myself, you know, what's going on here and using it Mm. more as like, Oh, this is a symptom of what is actually going on in my life. Like what, like, where can I look a little bit deeper and then do the inner work and then maybe be grateful for the symptom and be like, you know what? I'm glad I noticed this. I'm glad that this tendency came up so that I can work on this root cause issue.
1: Oh, for sure. And that's that's where, that's why it's like being connected to, to yourself is so important. I mean, the perfect example of this, you know, I'm wearing this cute little like workout wear, and I don't often, you know, wear like a midriff or show my stomach, but I've really been embracing it these last couple of years. And, you know, it's crazy looking back in my twenties, I was so self-conscious. I was so insecure. I lacked a lot of that confidence, even though I did a lot of things where people would, think, Oh, she's so confident. Mm-hmm. And behind the scenes, I, I really wasn't. And as I've really now connected to self even more these last couple of years, you know, I can see, you know, some cellulite or a roll on my stomach and not judge it or not want to fix it. And I think that is like a true Testament of self-healing and self-love is my immediate response is like, Oh no, I can't wear that because I have this roll or I have my stomach isn't perfect. Or I have a little bit of squishiness in my stomach. Like knowing that I still love my body despite whatever quote unquote flaw there is, is like, I know that I've done the work and I know that I'm at a level of self-love that I'm okay with those things. And I don't immediately want to fix it or cover it up.
0: Yes. I love that. And I feel like everything that we're talking about, it's like, we're talking about it as it relates to food and fitness and wellness, but the same conversation can be had about money, like the all or nothing the guilt, the shame, the over, over hustling to like reach a money goal. Like it's all works together. Mm-hmm. So have you found that like in your journey, like as you've healed and, you know, really got your footing with the wellness journey, has the money journey kind of followed suit? Did it kind of like happen in parallel or what's that journey been like for you?
1: hundred mm, percent. It's All interconnected. And I'm going to just bring it all the way back to, you know, healing and healing your inner child and healing your mindset on what worthy and feeling worthy is for you, because you can still feel the same of like inherently not worthy because that person didn't buy your program or yeah. you don't have a certain amount of money in your bank account. And it's re- actually really two separate things, right? Money is just, money isn't, you know, it, it only responds to us, you know, it does it. It's like this thing that's like, you know, that's tangible. Yes. But yeah, as I've grown and as I've really, again, came to a place of just of acceptance, and, but also know that I am the creator of my life, right? I am the creator of the amount of money that I bring in or the, the money that I attract. But I also know that I'm worthy beyond what my bank account says, right? I'm worthy beyond what my mentor is making and to know that that's her timeline and I honor her timeline and I'm inspired by that, but I also am on my own timeline. And so I think that's just an important reminder. Absolutely. So true. And so when we, and we always... People always ask me if they're
0: like, what do you mean by do the work? Like, so if someone, if you were like, you need to like do the work on your worthiness or you need to work on your worthiness, what are the actual steps that you've taken or specific rituals or journal prompts or something that have allowed you to really feel into your own worthiness?
1: Mm, That's a great question. And to be honest, you know, it's more, it's literally more than just writing down an affirmation mm-hmm. it's because oftentimes what I found with some of the women that I work with is like the affirmation or just even like telling yourself, I feel this, or I am this, they, it may count be counterintuitive to, to their own feelings. Cause they may not actually feel that. Yes. So for me, the, the, the thing that's really helped me to be honest is, is to take baby action steps mm-hmm. and taking action actually helps to build the confidence, helps to create the energy. Whenever I take action in any sort of direction, and it could be the smallest of actions, like literally putting a post out, talking about a new offer that I have like that, that, and also detaching from that outcome and truly detaching and, and, and not being again, attached to like, is this person going to say yes or no? And, you know, I'm not worthy if they say no, it's like truly, Feeling that and and understanding that I get to sell as a service and I get to you know create the business that I want to create. And so it's really the action steps that I take in my life, big or small, that has created this momentum for me um, and that has built the confidence. And the awesome thing about action is you're going to figure out what works and what doesn't. Right. And so, um, and when I say action, it could be the littlest of things. It could be maybe right that moment, the bare minimum you can do that day is to send out uh, an email, you know, to your email list. Maybe the bare minimum for you that day is a post, but maybe next week you're feeling great and you're feeling awesome and you do the emails and the posts and you do coaching calls. Right. So um, I think it's really just understanding that, you know, and, and also understanding that, building a business or, or creating something online or creating the the life you desire, isn't always going to feel good all of the time, you Mm -hmm. know? So understanding what resistance is, but also understanding like, is, am I making this hard because I have to actually do the work or do I really want to do this? And so I think it's honestly, if we were just to kind of put a bow on that, it would be to ask yourself those questions and get curious as to what's going on in your life.
0: And what's interesting about what you said, too, is that all of these small steps that we're taking so that we can really honor our own value. A lot of those steps are giving value, whether it's giving value to your audience is going to make you feel, you know what, I am really of service and that makes you feel good. And then, or it's like giving yourself like your own, your business, your dreams, your purpose, the time and energy and money that it deserves, which, you know, really is a way to honor your value as well. So it's like this loop of like the more value you give to others, the more value you give to yourself, the more you're gonna innately feel that value inside of you.
1: Mm-hmm. I love that. Also doing things without the the purpose of getting clients or making us yes. right yes. like really detached from that. Like can we just you know if you want to host, let's say we want to host a masterclass and we really want to teach these three tips, let's say for you like on creating you know your rituals, like my three hacks on creating rituals, like can you just create the masterclass and do the masterclass without any expectation beyond creating community and creating impact with the people that you serve and the community that you have and because oftentimes when we always have that that attachment of like oh i got to sell i got to sell something on the back end or i you know i didn't sign any clients up i think it creates this this reality for you that you you have to constantly be in that selling state and i think if we can shift our energy to creating impact and creating, you know, giving value to the community and, and, and growth, people are going to feel that people are going to see the embodiment that you have in that. And they're going to want to work with you because of your energy, mm-hmm. because of your magnetism, because you are attracting them into your life, which I'm sure you've experienced. Cause you know, I, I follow, you know, I saw you on Instagram and now, you know, listen to your podcast and you have that, you know, that magnetism, and you can tell that for you, You are so embodied in your work. You're not just telling people, well, this is what I believe you're actually living it. Mm -hmm. And people can tell the difference between the embodiment and and what you're, what you're showing versus like just coming on as, you know, another person online teaching certain something. So there's a difference with that. Oh, well, thank
0: you for saying that. But it's so true. Like, it's almost like they, and it, it's subconscious too. It's like they can smell the desperation in it when it's not authentic. Like, people can tell, even if they can't necessarily articulate it or put into words, like why they're not, appe- like, finding something appealing. Like, it's an energetic thing. And if you're not living in your authenticity and if you're not excited, As you're posting, if you're, and I've just, I found that too. Like, if I'm posting, because I'm like, oh shit, I haven't posted for a few days, I'll post something and it'll get like no engagement at all. But if I'm posting something totally random and it's just something that's fun that has sometimes nothing to do with what I'm offering, like I get, you get so much more engagement because you're doing it from a place of, hey, I'm being myself and people can, they can smell it, they can feel it, and they're drawn to it.
1: Mm, For sure.
0: Yay. Okay, I want to know about Luna True Nutrition. So is this
1: like a new side of the business? Yeah. So this is so even though I, you know, even though I've shifted a little bit out of like actual like fitness coaching and and my gyms, I still love wellness. I still love fitness. I actually have a co- a whole like corporate wellness side of my business that I I really don't advertise. It's more of referral based with businesses that I've worked with. And so I, for years, wanted to create some sort of e-commerce, some sort of product. And Luna came about, well, I'm so drawn to that name. Like literally want to name my daughter Luna when I do have a child in the future, but Yeah. Luna true nutrition is, and I'm going to be adding more products over the years, but it just launched in January. And basically it's uh, three products right now. It's a probiotic, uh, like a gut health, a stress relief called dear anxiety. Let's break up. And then there's like a BCA on all natural uh, branch chain amino acids with a little bit of energy. And honestly, it's just, I've I've always wanted to dabble in the e-commerce. And again, I'm a firm believer that if you're getting those nudges and that push that, you know, you're wanting to create something or you're wanting to write a book or you're wanting to start a podcast, you follow it and you figure it out. So that was Luna for me. It took longer than I expected just because of like the raw materials and all of the things, but, um, it, it was a really fun process and yeah, so now I have that supplement line. Honestly, a lot of, I sell it to a lot of like my corporate wellness clients. Cause I have hundreds and hundreds of, of, of members in my corporate wellness. So it's, it's just a great way to add additional revenue, but also stand behind a product that, and, in a, a product line that you believe in and that you created and that you actually take and you, you know, it's something that, that is part of you. So yeah. Yeah.
0: And I feel like something that's so beautiful about your journey and very similar in my journey is that you've pivoted a lot. Like you started, like it was like the gyms and then it was, you know, and, and fitness coaching, I'm assuming and doing the competitions. And then it was now, okay, now I'm going to teach women how to have their own fitness business. And now having the products as well, it's like having that dynamic, you know, room to grow and not feeling like a stick in the mud who has to like stay put is so important in this world because it keeps thing it keeps your vibe high. So mm-hmm. what has been your kind of, I don't know, almost like your mantra or your I don't know your kind of like methods for when you feel this like new project coming on or this shift because I know that it can be like oh is it gonna you know is this other project gonna slip if I start this other thing or do I completely want to abandon this first thing if I go to the other thing and that can feel like oh my gosh am I like letting myself down for pivoting like what has that been like for you these uh,
1: transitions? My goodness, I. I love this question so much because this is, you know, part of the process. I think when we pivot, you know, sometimes it is hard. And I do think that pivoting also involves an identity shift. You know, you're going through some identity shifts when you are pivoting. But again, you're right. Like, And I think oftentimes people think that when they are going through a pivot or shift in identity, that they have to completely abandon the things that got them to where they are in the first place. And it doesn't have to be that. It doesn't need to be one or the other. It can be and. And I think I came to that realization a couple of years ago when I started pivoting a little bit more into like mentorship and coaching, business coaching. And I thought that I had to completely give up my, my, you know, my fitness business, you know, I, I had helped clients online. I don't do as much of that anymore. And towards the end, I had coaches that coached a lot of my people, but I wanted to keep the corporate wellness. Number one, I'm really great at it. I have great systems and processes in place and I have great business and clients that I work with. So I didn't want to completely, you know, abandon that. So I think, you know, as you are shifting and pivoting, I think the question to ask yourself is: Do you truly enjoy doing it? Do you see it a part of your life? And so I remember being at this crossroads of of pivoting and shifting into mentorship, and I I thought that it had to be one or the other. When and I remember being in a mastermind uh, early last year, like January, February, and I finally had this aha moment. Um, and I think you you get this when you are in mentorship or you're with other women who you know have successful businesses. I remember having this moment of like, wow, Felicia. I actually still, you know, fitness is a big part of my life. It's a core value of mine. I enjoy talking about it. It comes out so natural for me. I I love it. So I don't need to abandon it. So I think that's where, when you do have, you know, systems and processes in place, it can be easy. It can be something that just runs on its own. And you don't have to completely abandon the thing that got you here. So, Yeah. But then there also has been pivots and shifts from, you know, when I was competing and I knew that though, that it no longer served me. And, you know, with that, I wasn't necessarily abandoning myself, but I was letting it go and stepping more into who I am. And that was for me, not being just a body anymore, but being a voice as well. And it's one of the reasons why I started my podcast and one of the reasons why, you know, I really shifted more into, you know, public speaking and all of those things, because while you are pivoting and you are shifting you know it that that identity shift isn't necessarily something that you have to completely let go it's part of who i am i just don't live by that story anymore you know like for instance with the fitness coaching i used to talk about you know binge eating all the time and how i healed you know binge eating my binge eating tendencies but i don't necessarily talk about it anymore on my social media because it's just it's not who i am anymore it was part of who i was but i don't feel the need to talk about it anymore so yeah. There's that, you know, there's just that shift that happens. And I think, you know, sharing from a place of your scars versus wounds, I know Brene Brown says that is so powerful and can be so vulnerable. And to understand, like, is it a scar or a wound? And, you know, what is the reason for you you sharing those things? Or what is the reason behind the pivot or the identity shift? Mm -hmm. But the universe will keep nudging you and pushing you into who you're meant to be if you follow the signs and you really listen to your intuition. Mhm
0: and that's the that's what I love about it too. It's like it's okay to make the shift because you, we are always growing as humans. So of course your business is going to shift and change and evolve and grow. So yeah, love it. So okay, so tell us all the ways that we can work with you.
1: Absolutely. So I'm super active over on Instagram at Felicia Romero, so just my first first name last name. Started a TikTok last year and that has been so fun. So I've been growing that and same thing at Felicia Romero. Um, you can go to Felicia Romero.com. Yeah. So I'm super active for that. And then obviously the High Felicia podcast, which I know you'll be on, mm-hmm. which you can hear over on Spotify or Apple podcasts. Um, but yeah, super accessible. A lot of ways to get a hold of me or work with me. Amazing. And tell us about your mastermind. Yes. Oh, my goodness. So we are in the middle of it right now. We, my business partner and I, Annette, we co collaborated on a mastermind together called the Magnetic Business. Uh, mastermind and mentorship. And, um, it's a five month mastermind. There is a retreat aspect as well. So we host those in Sedona and essentially the, the whole, the mentorship or the mastermind is really designed. And what we noticed is every time we launch a mastermind and, you know, we increase our prices every time as well. Cause again, Annette and I are also growing as humans and coaches and evolving. And we call in just higher, higher vibe women, women that are like ready to, the, to up level and women that are ready to like take it to their next level in business. So throughout the mastermind, there are transitions of really learning how to become a magnetic brand online, how to build your multiple six figure business, how to really up level in your life. There's, I, we call it, it's a mixture of the business tools, but also the spirituality. So we combine the two. So it's a mix of the business plus the spiritual and uh, personal development. And yeah, and we go from there. And this is our, we're going into our sixth mastermind uh, in the fall. And we're in the middle right now of our fourth mastermind. We just got through the retreat. And they have a couple more months left with us, but yeah, it's so amazing. It's literally the best container. We have so much fun. It was literally created from a place of alignment and love Mm -hmm. like Annette and I, we were, we uh, went to an event out in California back in like January, 2020 and it was created. We're like, we're doing this. And literally we, we, we hosted, you know, a virtual workshop And we launched the mastermind literally at the start of a pandemic. And we knew so deeply in our heart that we were gonna impact so many. So we didn't even focus on like, Well, you know, people are going to say no because there's a pandemic and no one, you know, no one's going to be able to afford it. Like all the stories we tell ourselves and the assumptions when it's furthest from the truth. And we did it anyways. And we've now served over 65 women in our mastermind the last two years. And it has been so fulfilling and it's so powerful to be able to hold space and facilitate a container like that. Mm, I love, love,
0: love that. So any business babes out there listening, definitely check it out and we will link you guys to everything and all things Felicia. So Felicia, thank you so much. This has been so high vibe, such a mood, and I'm just so excited to share this with everyone. And thanks everyone so much for listening. Make sure you check out Felicia and we will catch you guys next week. Bye guys. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure to follow along with us on Instagram at shocker girl co. And if you loved this episode, please give us a five-star review and write us a little comment. We'd love to hear from you.